Should you be counting your calories and tracking your macros? Well, in this episode, we're gonna find out. Let's get straight to it. Welcome back to the podcast. This is season one, episode three, and in today's episode, we're gonna cover everything to do with nutrition. So where do we start with nutrition? A drum that I try to bane all the time is about having structure. So structure, structure, structure. Structure in your life, structure in your nutrition, structure in your training, uh, structure in your sleep routines, structure in your mobility training, and nutrition shouldn't be any different. So in last week's episode, we talked about putting structure behind your training and being able to measure and track your progress. And we're gonna to try to do the same with nutrition. So I'm gonna answer some questions and I'm just gonna go from there and I'm gonna talk a lot about me today and how I approach nutrition with, uh, within my own training myself. And then I'm gonna give you a few examples and hopefully this clears a lot up and from this you can then take some principles away to work on your own nutrition and your own diet and lifestyle. So like we covered last week with training, you should be measuring your performance, you should be measuring how much you're, how much you're lifting how fast you're running, how many watts you're putting out, and all that sort of data will then uh, come together, start producing graphs, and then show that you're actually getting somewhere, and it will lead to a result. And it's, if you track numbers, then you'll stay on track, you won't overdo it, you won't underdo it, you should just be on a progressive linear path the whole time. So, you should do the same with nutrition. So there's three pillars to health and fitness and getting in shape. The first one is training, that's the fun bit. Then we've got recovery, that's sleep, mobility, and the longevity of looking after your body, which we'll cover in the next few episodes. And then finally, you've got nutrition. If anything's missing out of these three pillars, then it will massively affect your performance and how far you can grow, how fast you can run, how much you can lift, and you know how, how, how lean you're gonna get. If one thing's missing, you can only go so far. If you're training hard and you're sleeping well, but your nutrition's all over the place, you're just not gonna have the fuel uh, to train to improve in the gym or you're gonna be eating too many calories so you're not going to lean down like you want to. If your training is spot on and your nutrition is spot on, but you're not sleeping, you've got a terrible sleep routine, or you're not looking after any niggles you're picking up and you're not focused on your mobility, eventually you're just gonna get injured and you're going to the gym fatigued. So they all play and work with each other and you need to focus on all three. So when I meet new people, my first bit of advice to them is to focus on the training. So get into the gym first, get running first, get that fitness routine into your life, get up to training three times a week. Uh, if you're brand new and you're just going straight to three times a week, that's going to be the hardest challenge for you initially because you need to find the time to do it, you need to make it into a routine, you need to bring that into your life. Once you start training three times a week, you'll eventually start getting more tired, so you're going to go to bed earlier anyway. And then once you start training a bit more, you're, starting, you're going to probably start getting hungry more and because there'll be more energy demand and then you have to start focusing on nutrition. But I find don't try to focus on all three straight away if you're brand new in the training. Get training first and then you start working on the other two. If you've been training for a while and you're training three, four, five times a week regularly, then you, you might have already been uh, diving into sorting out your sleep routine and sorting out your nutrition. And today, and these episodes should be about fine-tuning that so you can then start stepping up and stepping to the next level. So with nutrition, I'm gonna start with the question, should you be tracking your calories? And then I'm gonna go from there. So should you be tracking your calories? For me, the answer is, why wouldn't you track your calories? It's something you can measure, and if you can measure, you can track. If you can track, you can see performance, and you can see if it's actually working. Or otherwise, you don't know if it's working or not. You've got these three pillars of fitness. If your training's spot on, if your sleep's spot on, and you're not tracking your nutrition, you're just eating healthy, how do you know if what you're doing is actually working? If your nutrition's spot on, your training's spot on, your sleep's spot on, 
and then you're not making the progress you want, you have, you can jump into maybe this maybe the program's not um, where it needs to be. Maybe I'm not sleeping enough. Maybe my, my calories are wrong. You can start fine tuning and finding what works and what's more what works better for you. So you know, should you be checking your calories? Why wouldn't you? And taking away the you know, if, if you're someone that's had an eating disorder before or you've tried to track and it's got too much on top of you for tracking and you've got a bit too obsessed with it, then I do understand that. Um, but that's a, for the majority of audience that I'm talking to right now, you probably haven't gone that far as trying to track your calories. And you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a stressful process of tracking your calories. I, I find when I talk to people before that have had an issue with tracking calories, it's because they've been in too much of a calorie deficit. And what I mean by that is, we won't have a target amount of calories we should hit per day, but if you're in a calorie deficit, you're under that target with the goal of leaning down. But if you're too far under that, then it will have a massive negative effect on you, and I'll go into why in a second. So if you're in too much of a calorie deficit, it's not a fun way to be, you're very restricted on your calories, and then that has negative effects on your energy, your performance, and your day-to-day -day life. So with counting your calories, there are two terms that we come across. The first one is your basal metabolic rate, the second one is your typical daily energy expenditure. So your BMR is essentially the amount of calories your body needs to stay alive and perform daily body tasks that just happen in the background that we don't think about. Your BMR is your absolute baseline of how low you can go on amount of calories you have per day. And when people have had bad eating disorders or they've had a bad association with food, that's probably because they've gone under this BMR number for too long. And that's just destroyed their metabolic health um, and they've just, just had bad associations because of that. So going below your BMR is, is, is what you should never do and that's just too much in a calorie deficit. So this tends to happen a lot of, with women because they try to eat around about 1,000 calories a day. And I don't actually think anyone's BMR is low enough where they only need 1,000 calories a day. So. If you're someone that eats a thousand calories a day, you're probably in too much of a deficit and you won't see changes in your performance obviously because of that. So if you drop below your BMR, you're gonna to fall too much in a deficit and then your body's gonna suffer because of that. It's gonna affect your metabolic health, it's gonna slow down your metabolism and just what we wanna do is have a fast metabolism and that gets affected by how much lean body mass we have, how much lean muscle tissue we have and our overall body fat percentage and composition that our baseline, our BMR, will change as, as our body changes and as you get leaner, as you build more lean muscle tissue, that BMR will rise and you'll have to eat more because your body demands more energy. Muscle demands energy. So you can have two people that weigh the same, say may, may, like I weigh 90 kilos, I might have somebody else that weighs 90 kilos, but our lean body mass might be different. So I might be able to eat more than this guy because I have more lean muscle tissue, for example. So we have our BMR. The next number we need to take into account is how much activity we do. So our BMR is just our standard daily body functions. Then we have what's known as our TDEE. So our typical daily energy expenditure. So your TDEE refers to all the extra calories you need to cover all the additional activity you do. So if you're training, if you're standing up all day, if you're uh, walk in if you're if you've got a labouring job or you're a very hands-on job or this gets taken into account when you work out your TDEE. So your BMI is your baseline, your TDEE is where you want to be and if you hit that TDEE number every week 
you'll have all the energy you need to perform in the gym and reach your goals. But you can also, from that number, go into a surplus or go into a deficit. So a surplus would be, let's say you wanted to focus on gaining weight, gaining muscle, gaining size, then you might just creep that up a little bit so you're in a calorie surplus and then that'll aid in you trying to increase muscle size and, and to give you those extra calories so you can more focus just on the training side of things. Or if your demands are going up through say like a cardio event and you need the extra calories to support that cardio like endurance event, then you'll go to a calorie surplus. If you then go the other way, if you want to get lean, then you can drop into a calorie deficit. But if you drop into a calorie deficit, you've got your baseline of BMR, you've got your TDE, you're not going as low as your baseline, and you don't want to just drop from your TDE down to your baseline. You only want to come down ever so slightly. So let's put some numbers into all this, and then hopefully this will clear it all up. And we'll focus on calories first, then we'll go into macros and proteins and all that good stuff in a second. So, someone like me, my, um, I'll put all my maths in the comments as well because it'd be easier to, to look at my maths instead of me trying to walk you through them. So, so with my calories, my BMR at the moment is 2,080 calories. My activity level is over seven hours a week, so I need to times that BMR by 1.5 and all this will be in the comments section. Uh, so my TDEE at the moment is 3,100 calories. So I need 3,100 calories a day to perform in the gym, perform in life, have energy, not feel tired, and have the perfect balance of training and lifestyle. So I need 3,100 calories per day. So that sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but that's just the demand of my body. So for me, you know, I'm actually having 3,200 a day at the moment because that's soon to go to 3-3 because I've, um, I've really upped the kind of amount of training I'm doing and I want the energy to perform on the bike because I'm doing a lot more cycling than usual. So I'm having 3,200 calories a day at the moment and I'll probably stay on that probably for the next two months, two, three months. And 3,200 calories a day, I need to track so I don't go under that amount. So a lot of people when they're worried about tracking, it's about they're trying not to overeat. For me, I'm trying to make sure I don't undereat because it's quite easy for me to only have two eight and just kind of miss my calorie target. But then if I keep missing it, that will have a knock on effect. So for me, I'm trying to get, imagine this as a graph, I'm trying to get a flat line of 3,200 calories a day, and then I can then start measuring if that's working. I can make sure, I can see if I'm getting lean, I can see if I'm putting weight on, and I can measure, obviously, my performance within the gym. So, if I wanted to, so I was, I meant to have three one, I want, I want a little bit more energy to help support my training. So I'll put out the free two. If I, what I used to do, so what guys, we'll talk about calorie surplus first. What guys definitely used to do, if they wanted to get a bit bigger or they wanted to focus on the gym, they'll put themselves in a surplus and they'll start having like, what was known as like mass gain protein shakes. And a mass gain protein shake would be like 800 calories or something. So what I used to do and what everyone used to do, especially for the winter, used to be like bulking season, then the summer used to be getting lean season. But what guys, I know from my point of view, what guys used to do, we used to just start having these like monster food, 800,000 calorie shakes on top of what we were originally eating. So let's say I was eating 2,800 back then, I would then have a 1,000 calorie shake, improve my daily intake by 800 to 1,000 calories, and then what would happen is that over the month, I would just get fat. I would just put on extra weight because I've got in too much of a calorie surplus. 
So then you put on weight and then you need to lose that weight. So what you want to do is not take an extreme approach like that. If I wanted to, if I wanted to increase my calories by three, 400 calories a day, I'm not going to do that in one day that week. I'm just going to creep it up per week. So I meant to have three one, I'll take up to three two and I'll have that Monday to Sunday. And in the following week, I can take that to 3,250 or 3,300 and then have that Monday to Sunday. So then that way I'm only having, I'm only increasing by 100 a day, but 100 a day is 700 extra calories a week. You know, 700 extra calories a week adds up by the end of the month. That's 2,000 extra calories, 2,800 extra calories per month. So if you're going to increase, you only need to increase by a bit because it adds up massively. So if you're tracking every day, then you can make those small little jumps. It's the same, if I wanted to get lean, if I said like, right, okay, April, I'm going away on holiday, you know, it's uh, end of January now, I don't need to do anything crazy, I don't need to rapidly drop down to 2,500 calories a day, That's because that would just be too much of a drop, I'll, and it would affect a, my training because my energy output would be too high compared to what was actually coming in. So I'll be better off taking an approach of, okay, I'm on 3.2 now, next week I'm going to go 3.150, then 3.1, then 3,050, then 3,000, then 2,950, then 2,9. So I'm only taking uh, 50 calories off per day for the week, Monday to Sunday, and, and that all adds up at the end of the month. So then by the time I hit April, I'm actually in, you know, I'm, I'm in a bit of a deficit, but you know, I'd be having 2,000, 3,000 or less calories per month. I would definitely lean down by doing that. I'm not gonna do anything, okay, I'm going away, I'm, I'm on 3,1, let's go down to 2,5, see what happens. I know what will happen, I'll just get hungry, I'll get knackered, I won't be able to train, I won't be able to lift. Where if I just take a, a slight approach, my body will adapt, and, I, and as I go down, I can then just stop if it starts going the wrong way. Let's say I'll get down to 3,000 or 2,900, and I'm feeling a bit hungry, I'm feeling a bit weak, then I'll just stop down, I might just go, okay, I'll just have 2,9 going forward. So those numbers sound massive, but they're all relevant to me right now, because I've been, I've been having 3,2 for quite a while, I'm quite consistent with that. And your body is always looking for consistency, it's looking for structure, and if you give it that, it will perform with that. Okay, so with nutrition, you have a triangle of priority, and the bottom part of the triangle is calories, then it goes macros, then it goes micros. So macros stands for macronutrient. With macronutrients, that's your proteins, your carbs, and your fats. So once you've got a calorie target, you then need to split that into how to get these calories, you're gonna get them either from protein, carbs, or fats. So without overcomplicating it, the best way to approach this is to get 33% of your calories from carbs, 33% from protein, and then 33% from fat. You can then adjust after that, and you can go 40-40-20 off protein, uh, fats, and then uh, carbs. You can then go uh, the other way around. You can go high carb, high protein, low fat. But I would say start off 33% of each, and then you can adjust a bit later on down the line once you start getting consistency. Um, where you want to start though is having a calorie target, then splitting that into protein, fats, and carbs. Above that is then micros, so micronutrients. That's where you get your iron, your calcium, your potassium, your vitamin A. And this is really, really fine tuning your nutrition. And when people are going super serious with this, this is, this is when you see bodybuilders with all their, um, their lunches and all measured out perfectly. That's because they're trying not just to hit their calories not just trying to hit their macronutrient targets, they're also trying to fine tune and hit their micros. You know, that's not a priority for you to do. If you just focus on hitting your calories and then trying to get into a, a good macro split, you'll be hitting the majority of your micros anyway. 
um, and then you can fine tune that as you go. Okay, so how do you actually track your calories? Uh, so I use an app called MyFitnessPal. It's a very popular app, it's free. Uh, there are other ones out there, but I've always used MyFitnessPal. And MyFitnessPal comes with a barcode reader and anything that you can buy from any supermarket will be on there. So if you get a pack of chicken, you'll scan the back and it will tell you how many calories is in one breast of chicken. And then it will give you a macro split of protein, carbs and fats and then the micronutrient split. So as you go to do your food shop, as you go to do, um, as you go to prep a meal, you'll just be like, right, chicken, scan, rice, scan, veg, scan, and then it'll just give you your total for your meal. Uh, you can you can fit my fitness power up um, any way you want. So I have a breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, uh, dinner, snack, and then I just they're kind of like my categories, and then um, throughout the day I just fit in my data. But the best thing about my fitness power is once you scan something once, it's on there forever. So it's not like I'm scanning every single day. A lot of us eat very similar foods every single day, or especially on a cycle throughout the weeks and months. So once you start filling your my fitness power up, all your data will always be on there. So then my usual snacks, my usual breakfasts, options will always be in there. So I just go uh, previous options, da 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 da, and I'll just click what I have. It's the same, um, the good thing about Muffin is because everyone's using it, they've started editing restaurants and coffee shops and you know normal places you'll go. So let's say you're at work, you prop over to prep, you grab a coffee and you grab a sandwich and a, I don't know, a prep nut bar for example, that'll already be on there. So you just go prep, sandwich, and it'll have all the sandwich options. So it's really not hard to track. Um, it, the hardest thing is like measuring and do you need to weigh everything? Well, as you're getting really into it, then yes, of course, the more you weigh, the more accurate you be, the better it's gonna be for your results, but you don't have to weigh everything. You know, it's quite obvious if, uh, if you get a chicken breast pack and there's two breasts and then it's 300 gram for the pack, you just put 150 grams of chicken in, right? So you really don't have to overcomplicate it. If you're using loads of uh, ingredients, then the ones that are very low calorie, you don't always have to put in, just put the main beef of the meal in. You know, so don't stress yourself out with actually having to do absolutely all of it. You're using MyFitnessPal to find out where you are. So, I would use MyFitnessPal to track, and then my goal is to have 3,200 calories every day. So then where does like fun food come in, and going out, and socialising come in? So take away the pandemic we're in now. Uh, back uh, a year ago, I used to play poker with the rugby lot a couple of times a month. And whenever we used to play poker on a Friday night, We'd, all, we'd always order a pizza, we'd always order a Domino's or something. So the way I'd stay on track when fun social events come in like that is like Friday morning I'll wake up and I'll just put Domino's in first. I'll put dinner, Domino's, six slices, and that will just chuck in 1800 calories or something like that into my fitness pal. And then it'll give me what's left for the day. So then the whole Friday, you know, from when I wake up to 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. when I go to the poker game, I would just not eat as much. You know, if I'm only left with say 1500 calories, then I'm just only eating 1500 calories throughout the day. I'll go there, I'll have the pizza at night, and then I would end that Friday still on track. I will still at 3200 for that day. If I didn't do that, what I'd normally do is just eat normally throughout the day, get to my dinner time, have about 600 calories left, about five, 600 calories for my dinner, but instead I would have 1800, and then instead of eating three, two, I've now gone up to four, eight or something crazy like that, you know? That's only gonna make me feel sluggish, it's gonna make me feel heavy, it's gonna make me feel bloated. Um, and I've just gone way over my calorie target, so my graph will look nice and flat, huge peak, and then it'll be flat again. Right, so instead, I'll just put in 
if I'm gonna have fun food, I'll put that in, try to put that in early doors, but I don't stress myself out about this. I just start to put it in, and I've been tracking for a while, so I kind of have an idea of what, if what, uh, what calories and what, and you know, I can plan my weekends differently. So if I know, say on a Saturday, and I'm gonna eat lots of fun food in the evening, lots of like, you know, I don't know, burgers and um, chocolate or whatever, I'll just kind of leave <laughs> a bigger calorie gap for the evening. So I'm not gonna have my normal breakfast and my porridge and my, you know, bagels and eggs and avocado. I'll just probably just miss something out in the morning to give myself a little bit more wiggle room in the evening. So then I'm not just constantly having these huge peaks. So if you take an approach like that, then you're always on track of your calories. So let's say that Friday when I'm having that Domino's, you know, I put that Domino's in, I try to eat as clean as I can throughout the day. Once I put that Domino's in, a Domino's, a pizza, for example, is high carb, high fat. So I'm gonna be on track of my calories, but once I put a pizza in, my carb and fat goals are gonna go through the roof, right? So then that means to get me back on balance, I'm just gonna to have to eat protein and veg all day, and then I should be able to balance that out. So I might even finish, so I'll hit my calorie target. If I eat really well all day, I might actually hit my macro split target. But then when I dive into my micros, then my micros will be destroyed, right? If I'm eating kind of that fun sort of food all the time, my micros, as in my sodium will be through the roof, my salt intake will be through the roof. I'll probably not get anything good like calcium, potassium, or you know, iron in my diet that day. So when it comes to that fun food, that's what I mean, you can then order a priority. You can, once you start tracking your calories and getting your calories on track, then you look at your macros, then you look at your micros. You know, so when people say, can I have this, or is this food okay? So the answer is, well, it depends where it fits in with your kind of, your calorie plan. But you can't eat all that sort of fun food all the time, because it's just gonna destroy your micronutrients. Okay, you you have a diet for a sodium and salt, and that's gonna lead to other issues. Yeah, your cholesterol's good. You're gonna have a higher cholesterol somewhere in there as well. So, you know, you can eat that fun food, you can, eat normally and I feel the diet and the way I can approach nutrition is very sustainable um, I do not stress about nutrition at all and you know I just spend a bit of time learning about what calories are in and what so we think we know what's healthy and we think we know what's good but until you track and look at numbers there's no way you really know you know and if you never tracked before you have no idea how many calories are in a slice of bread how many calories are in a banana how many calories are in a a piece of chicken. So once you just start tracking, you just start to get, you, you, you just start to uh, understand numbers and then you make better decisions based on those numbers. So do I track seven days a week? If I'm super on it, and as in, if I've got a real good goal to get in, like absolute great shape, then yeah. If I just track, you know, I'm not in any crazy deficit or any crazy surplus, I'm just hitting my TDE, which is based around me doing activity and exercise. You know, I, if I track, I'll just, you know, over the weeks, I'll just, I'll just lean down. You know, if I'm, but I, I don't need to do that every week, you know, throughout the whole year. So I might track two or three days a week and then the other days I'd wean it a bit. But because I've been tracking for so long, you know, I know what's in what, so then I can then just make better decisions with that. Now granted, I do live on my own. It's quite easy when, you, when you're cooking for yourself and you're running out. If you've got a family and you've got to, you know, balance your meals with, your partner and your kids and stuff then it's just going to take a bit more thought and a bit more planning by you but i still suggest you do it and give it a go because once you start understanding numbers then you can get a bit geeky with it um, and it shouldn't be a stressful process okay you, you shouldn't develop a disorder from it and it shouldn't be you know too overwhelming for you and like i said at the beginning 
This only goes wrong when people start putting themselves in savage deficits, which you don't need to do. And for me, calorie counting um, and keeping an eye on your macros is the exact same as keeping an eye on tracking your training or keeping an eye on tracking your sleep. I, I feel it's, um, it's healthy to do, it's very easy to do, and you'll be surprised what you learn once you start tracking. So to summarize then, should you be tracking your calories? Well, I think you should give it a go. If you've never done it before, you'll learn loads. You'll be very surprised. You'll realize you can actually have quite a bit to eat and it shouldn't be a stressful process. As long as you don't put yourself in a deficit, too much of a deficit and go below that BMR number, then you should have enough food for your body type and that enough food will make you feel full but not over full. And with, like, I keep referring back to graphs, you know, if you have a straight line, you're having the same amount of intake every day and you get that consistency, then you'll be able to see what's working and what's not working and you'll feel your body change. If you have a graph that's up and down and some days you're eating low, some days you're eating less, then you're on track and you're up and down, you know, there's no way you're going to find a balancing point of what works, okay? So if you've never done this before, give it a go. Uh, in the comments, I'm going to put in a, an article that explains metabolism a bit better. It's going to give you like how to work out your maths of how many calories you need and it'll give you a few examples. And if you have any questions, then just fire across, uh, fire them over to me because this is quite a big subject and I'm just going to try to narrow it down to just calories, macros and micros today and we can probably do more nutrition in future episodes. Okay, well I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it useful and hopefully I've made the thought of nutrition a little bit more clear and easier to understand. In next week's episode, we're gonna dive into sleep and routine. Okay, I'll see you next week.